The Holy Gospel according to John, the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were created by him, and apart from him not a single thing was created that has been created. In him was life, and that life was the light of all people. The Word became flesh and pitched a tent that is made a home among us, and we gazed on his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Creator, full of grace and truth. The Gospel of the Lord. I loved reading about the images of God as a nurse log or a mother or the whole cosmos as God's body. Uh, in a real physical way, though, this didn't become uh, as immediate to me until I was standing at the foot of a red rock mesa. That's when the image of God through the earth really landed for me. I was living at the foot of this mesa in the summer, and I heard someone talk about the cragginess and crevices of the mesas breaking open like Eucharist bread, almost like an image of the corner of the earth that opened like a loaf of bread. For me, even though reading about it in books for classes captured my imagination, this is when the natural world and the physical features of the landscape connected deeply to the theological imagination of the Eucharist. And that image was open to me after living some time in this place with the red sedimentary rocks eroded by water down into arroyos and deep canyons, the dynamic landscape a testament to rock shaped and carved by the elements. And living in the Great Plains for a while with the expanse of sky and horizon gave life a meaning in the threshold times of setting and dawning. Images for earth and creation in the Pacific Northwest are so abundant, almost so joyfully abundant. I'm drawn to God as our rock, our foundation, and our home, standing here in the middle of a stream, my feet in the water and on the rocks. So in this river, which flows from glacier melt and rainwater, along a rock path carved out into the Carbon River. It flows down through Puyallup and into the Salish Sea. There's such vastness of the earth. It's cosmic and intimate, and earth is our home in this corner of the Pacific Northwest. It's so broadly and deeply felt, the volcanic rocks, relatively new igneous rock, the giant trees on the banks of the river, and the riverbed itself carved out by erosion of years and years. Here, the bedrock of the earth offers us an image for Christ's own body as our home. In the bed of a stream, Sam and I are returning home to spawn and lay their eggs in the gravel. It's a place where life returns, where life emerges, and where life ends. And I found myself drawn to the riverbed as we explore earth in this season of creation because of the way life emerges and ends in the earth. For the salmon, the moment of death draws so close to the moment of new life. And we witness this transition from life to death and the transformation of bodies then into life as they nourish everything around it. The gravel of the river is one touch point of earth, one ground and source of being for a whole ecosystem. And playing today with the creation stories in our scriptures, especially with the Genesis story, I'm drawn to this great overture of the first five books of the Bible and the way it teems with life. At the beginning of when Elohim created, when the earth was wild and waste and there was darkness over the deep and the breath of Elohim was hovering over the deep, 
It was in that moment Elohim spoke light into being. I love the state of things in this beginning, totally caught in this moment of time when Elohim speaks. Out of the primeval chaos, God teases out creation, sorts things out from one another. Elohim separates, and then from the chaos, features begin to emerge about the world. God creates the space so life can emerge from what already is. And the breath of God hovers. And from dry ground, the earth emerged. And as the dry ground separated from the water, the plants emerged. And the earth itself pushes out life. It's a collaborative moment. God working with the stuff of the wild and waste. With the stuff of chaos to separate out and allow life to flow forth. Elohim separates, and from the earth, then things emerge, and it is all so good. Over and over again, Elohim says creation is good. Creation is pleasing, full of life, and full of goodness. And God blesses life from the very beginning. God blesses the life that emerges. A blessing is a special thing, a special way of giving power. I think it means to give creative power to something. We stop just before the seventh day, but there's a special giving of power to the moment of rest when creating activity is still happening, separated out from work and leisure. I think the whole point of worship, the whole point of this thing that we're part of right now, is to recreate a space for this kind of primeval intimacy with God, to help everyone feel more alive and connected. The blessing in creating and in the recreating that happens with resting is giving a measure of power to the earth, like God exhaling life and sharing the creative power that drew out the features of creation. I believe when we bless something or someone, we share our own creative power with them. It is so much more than just an acknowledgement. You are part of that thing as well. From the beginning, God has given creative power to creation and to human beings. Our power on this earth is such that we can transform it in ways that overpower, that completely change a course of the landscape. And acutely this year, I think we've felt the strength of heat waves and watched glaciers melt off of, to expose the bare rock of the landmark of Mount Rainier. I noticed really the change of seasons that happened so much earlier. With our creative power we have been given, we've overpowered the earth and her creatures. We've dominated, we've even changed the climate of the world. And we're feeling the effects of our own power against our lives so presently. And yet still with us, God promises to make a home with us on this earth through the life of Jesus, to draw us back into the creating imagination of God's power, of God's blessing that can renew the earth. God makes a home with us, dwells with us, and sets up a tent with us as the Greek verb evokes in our Gospel of John today. God makes a home here on this earth, sets up a dwelling place here as specifically and powerfully as the salmon return to their home bed upstream. I think in the presence of salmon spawning, in the witness of the Alpha and Omega, where life begins and ends so intimately and is pursued to places of transformation and is stored deeply in our memory. We ground ourselves today and always in God as home, of God as life, of God as transformation, and we give thanks to God. Amen.